Thank you, sir. Jumbo. Jumbo. You are good. <laughs> oh, man. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to take this opportunity to honor uh, Pastor Corey and Marisa and the family for opening up this door for us to come and be with you and to honor my pastor, the Apostle Ron and Ann Cozin, whom we have related with for over 20, 20 years, over 20 years since we started relating and we receive uh, Ron and Ann as our pastors and we, they have been a blessing, a blessing to us. Uh, I, I remember last time we were here, I told you and I will tell you again that I did not know that I had an accent until I came to this country. <laughs> That's when I learned I have an accent. And since you are not used to my Kenyan accent, I take a few moments to, uh, to talk a little bit so that you can adjust your ears to my Kenyan accent. I always thought I spoke the Queen's English. <laughs> Until I came and I learned that I had, uh, I had an accent. But I, now when Pastor Ron, the Apostle Ron comes, I remind him, remember here, when he comes to Kenya, remember here, you have an accent. <laughs> so, so you speak slowly so that the people can adjust their ears to your American accent. And I am so, I'm so glad. And uh, we were here with Joyce, and I want Joyce to say, to say Jumbo. And, uh, and then we will sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> you never know what's coming up, but the grace is sufficient. Thank you so much for having us this morning. It's always a joy to be back here. Thank you so much for opening up uh, this altar for us to minister to the people today. And uh, our good friends, uh, Ron and Ann, thank you so much, even for coming with us. Uh, we are in the house of the Lord. And in the house of the Lord, there is joy. Yes. If we cannot be happy in church, where else? This is the place to be happy and to rejoice. And I pray that this morning, as you receive uh, Bishop Mark, you don't just receive him as a man, a Kenyan with an accent, but you receive him as a servant of God. Because God has put his word in his mouth, and as he speaks, I pray that that word will minister to your situation. We've prayed for you, and we know that your life shall never be the same again. Thank you for having us. Are you ready for the song? You <laughs> muema. <laughs> You mwe ma yeso, you mwe ma ha, you mwe ma yeso, you mwe ma, you mwe ma yeso, you mwe ma, you mwe ma yeso, you mwe ma means he is good. Yeso means anybody with any idea? Yeah. You know, means Jesus. Yes, so Jesus. So you're saying he is good. He is good. Jesus is good. And we're singing in Swahili. Swahili is a language spoken in the eastern part of Africa. And there is a rumor that when we go to heaven, we might end up speaking all of us in Swahili. So it is important for you to capture a few Swahili words so that when we get there, you don't have a hard time learning the language. And uh, one of the words that you know is jumbo. And you answer jumbo sana. Jumbo. Aha. Hakuna matata. Hakuna matata. No worries. No problem, because Jesus is on the throne. Now, let's do our song again. 
Celebrate Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so, so very much. Thank you, Joyce, for joining in the choir. <laughs> Joyce and I got married a few years ago, actually five years and a few months, and uh, the Lord has been gracious. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not easy as she says, being a pastor's wife and live alone a pastor's wife, Pastor Mark's wife. It's not, it's not, an, easy, it's not an easy thing. But she is, uh, she's a good student. She's, uh, she's just great. She just came and changed my life. I did not know when, she was, when I was getting married to her, I did not know that she had a pair of scissors in her handbag. Until she came to, until I got married. When I got married, that's when I discovered she had a pair of scissors. And she cut off 20 years out of my life. <laughs> so I'm 20 years younger. I'm 20 years younger. I used to be in the 60s. Now I'm in, I'm in the 40s. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I give her the credit. And thank you so so, so, so very much. And actually, actually what happened, I, I told the people at, at home, don't talk to me about marriage. After my wife passed on, uh, I stayed for six years alone and I told them, don't talk to me about marriage. I'm not getting married. Don't pray for me. When I want to get married, I will tell you to pray for me. So they did. They, so they were very obedient. You know, our, 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 the people back at home listened to what the pastors say. So they were... They, 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 were, they were very, very, very obedient, and they, don't, they didn't talk to me about it. Not all of them, though, <laughs> but, a, but a few of them. But uh, after, after some time, after some time, uh, I, Barry, Barry Jackson, Barry Jackson came, and he, I, I, I invited him to preach, and then he says, I have come to, to talk to you on how Bishop Monk should get married. And everybody's looking at him and wondering, what are you talking about? But uh, later on, I read the scriptures. I read a portion of the scripture which said, it is not good for a man to be alone. And my eyes were opened up. When my eyes were opened up, I realized it was not good for me al to, to, to be alone. So I went back to the church and I told the church, okay, I read a scripture. And my eyes were opened up. And the scriptures come to bring change in our lives. So my life was changed. I told the people from today, I will preach while looking. <laughs> I'll be preaching while looking. Because it is not good for a man to be alone. And sure enough, I did not have to look for a long time. My eyes were opened and focused to this one young girl that was my head usher. And uh, the rest of it is history. We, we got married and we are blessing the Lord together. And, and the Apostle Ron came, came f uh, to preach in my wedding. He preached in my wedding. And we, have, we had uh, a few guests, a number of guests come. 
And it, we had the wedding in, in the auditorium, and we had like 7,000 guests come. And we, we, blessed, we blessed the Lord. I don't think, I, I don't know whether you understand 7,000. It's not 700. It's not 77,000. And actually, I came to learn later that some people were locked out because the place was jammed. The place was jammed, so some people had to be locked to be locked out because there was no more no more room. That is just to, for us. That is the favor that God has given to us, because for us, from our African culture, when you have when you have many people, it is shows favor that God favored us and brought uh, so many people who came to witness of what God was doing in our lives. And uh, as, a result, as, a result, as a result of that, the faith of others was lifted up because that is our purpose, is to lift the faith of the people. I, my, my prayer and the desire of my heart this morning is that I would be able to lift up your faith by the word of God that you may get into the next level. Because we grow from one degree of glory to the next. And when the word of God comes, it comes to bring change. So I have a prayer and a desire within me. That as you hear the word of the Lord today, your faith will lift you up. Because I may not be able to lift you up. Because I do not know what you are going through. I don't know your situation. You've been going through a series, even though I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know how far you are in this valley. I don't know whether you have just entered into the valley, or you are in the middle of the valley, or you are near the end of the valley, but at least you are walking. The best thing you can do in the valley, don't be stagnant. Don't be stuck in the valley. Keep walking. So I may not know how far you are, but Jehovah knows. Jehovah knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need. And he will put in my mouth words that will build your faith and set you up to a better level. But he says, if you are willing and obedient so it is not just dependent on what I say. It is also dependent on your willingness. Where you are willing, God will take you farther. I pray that this may be the day when your situation will turn around. I pray that as you capture the word of the Lord today, your situation will be lifted up. But I also must take this, need to take this opportunity to thank you. To thank you for your generosity. Because last year when we, came, when we came, I talked to you about the water. You remember? Some of you will remember. Some of you may not remember. But I talked to you about the water. I talked to you about the, the, the truck. The truck that we were going to, to, buy, to buy for the water. And I talked to you about the, about the, the tower. The, tower, the, water, the water tower. I don't know whether, we got, whether you, got the, you got some pictures I sent you. Is it possible to, get some, to look at some of Oh, and there it is. Okay, the, the, this, they are just fixing, this one they were fixing the pump to pump the water. Let's go to the next one and see. And that, uh, that's, where, that's when they were putting up, they were putting up the, the, the tower. This is where we are going to put up the tent. They put up the, the tower up. Okay, the tower is up. This one, the tower is completely up. Let's go to the next one. Let's see what is in the next one. Okay, now this, this was before when they were bringing in, the, bringing in the tank. At least you are able to see our land. That is how our land look, looks like. Okay, the next one. Aha, now the water is, the water is, the water is flowing and water is life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as the, water, as the water flows, the lives of the people are, will be transformed. Let's, let's go to the next one and see if there is another one on, on, the, on the water. 
Okay, that one is moving, moving, moving. And when you see the water flowing, you feel like drinking some. You feel thirsty. <laughs> well, we, well, we, thank, we, we, we thank God. Now, the pump is already in. There is water. Now, let me tell you what, what, I, did not, what I was not able to do. I was not able to buy the, what do you call the machine? The reverse, the reverse osmosis machine to clean the water so that I can bottle the water. I've not been able to do that. Because what happened was, once we did this, the rains came. And when the rains came, they came in abundance. And the place was flooded. It was so flooded that even the road was blocked. So, we, so the, the community complained and said, Mark and the church have spoiled our road. So they need to work it out. So we decided the, the best thing we can do is work on the road so that because we are coming for the community. You don't want to fight people you are coming to save. So we decided let's work on the community and we had to dig a trench and get the, the Kenya Roads Authority to come and inspect the trench so that we can now when it rains again, we will, the water will go down the drain and it will, be swept, it will be swept away. But this year, we are determined that we are going to do the, 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 reverse, the reverse osmosis, bottle the water and take the water to the people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I thought, it is good for me to tell you thank you. It's good for me to tell you thank you. You know, there were ten lepers. Ten lepers that were cleansed by Jesus. If you, remember, if you remember your scriptures, but only one went back to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much for your, for your support. One other thing that I intend to do, I, I'm, I'm, I do tent meetings. I do tent, tent meetings. And the ground where, which you have seen, we are going to put up a tent there. This is going to be a permanent tent. Some of the pictures you may be having, this is, that, is, that is the mobile. That's the mobile tent. This is a tent that I use in different places. But I'm going to put up a permanent one. You can see it will, it will, this one sits, it was, sits about 3,500 500 people. And when we put it in a, in a place, it gets jammed. This one has chairs, but the one we are putting has no chairs. So, if it has no chairs, what do you do? I, I, you put chairs. And I read a scripture. I, remember, I read a scripture which said, you have not because you have not asked. Ask and you shall receive. So, if, if anybody could give me a chair, I'll cut it home. If you can give me a chair, I'll cut it, I'll cut it home. And I w I w it will also sit about 3,500, 3,500. And next, next year, next year I'm talking to with, uh, with, with your pastor and with the apostle so that the pastor can come. The pastor and Marissa, you can come and he preach in that tent. And you can, they can come and tell you this is where we are. Or oh, you can come with a team from Paris and go through Paris. You can come from Paris, go through Paris, uh, and then to Nairobi. Or you can come directly from New York. Now we have a flight from New York to Nairobi. Direct flight on Kenya Airways. Very comfortable. <laughs> so you can, you can use that. Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And then I was, also, I was also told, I don't know whether it was said by the American or by the Chinese, that uh, a picture speaks a thousand words. Yeah, yeah, they told me in school, I don't know who said it, but a picture speaks a thousand words. So that I, I thought if I would come up with a picture, then you would be able to see it. But faith comes to lift you up. And I do not know where you are, but I have the word of the Lord. I said, I have the word of the Lord. And because God knows where you are, and this is his word. Let me read to you his word. I'll read it to you from Luke chapter number 11. From Luke chapter number 11, I'll read one or two. Maybe one or two portion of scripture, scriptures. From verse number one, this is, what, this is what the Bible says. Now it came to pass. 
If I was home, I would pause there and preach on that. It came to pass. But since I'm not home, I will not, I will not do that. I will just... Now, and it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he seized that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I know if I closed my Bible and told you to finish the scripture, that verse, you will do it. But I, don't, but I will not do that. I will just pause there because I know I may not speak about the whole prayer. But one, something I want, uh, is that is important for us to see is that the disciples of Jesus observed the life of Jesus. They looked at him. They saw what he was doing. They listened to his words. They saw what the effect of his words. Then one of them said, something is lacking in me. Something is lacking in us. So they decided to go to Jesus. Let me tell you this. Anytime you find a lack in your life, in your situation, go to Jesus. When you go to Jesus, tell him as it is. Because it is him who will bring change in the lives of the people. I can come and talk about chairs here. And if he does not speak to you, it will be nothing at all. But when I talk to him and he speaks to you, things will change. So the disciples, one of them went to Jesus and told him, Master, teach us. Teach us how to pray. In other words, if you don't know how to pray, don't stay like that. Seek to know how to pray. Because prayer creates an avenue for God to operate here on earth. God placed us here on earth and put the responsibility at, upon us to create an avenue, a highway for him to operate. That highway is called prayer. So if you pray like this or this much, God operates this much. If you pray this much, God operates this much. If you pray this much, God operates this much. So do you want to see God operate in your life? Pray. Do you want to see God operate this much in your life? Pray this much. So they go and tell Jesus, teach us how to pray. Capture his words. He tells them, when you pray, when you pray, he does not tell them, if you pray, he says, when you pray, at times you capture something when you, when you look at what was not said. He did not say, if you pray, because if gives you the choice, but when there is an expectation, you are expected to pray. So he says, when you pray. Pray like this. This is how you pray. How do you pray? You start by our Father. Our Father. In other words, the first thing that you need to do when you pray is to recognize that we have a Father. Recognize we have a Father. Say, our Father. 
And when you know that you have a father, you know that a father is a provider. A father is a protector. A father is a guide. A father will supply to you. You are not an orphan. We have a father. And our father is a loving father. Our father is a talking father. He is not an absent father. He is not an abusive father. He is not a compromising father. He is our loving father. I came to tell somebody we have a father. I came to encourage somebody we have a father. Every time I talk about my father, I remember this girl. This girl is in Kenya, in a town or a city that, was, is, that is called Naivasha. She's a young girl coming from a fellowship one evening at around 7.30. It's already dark, 7.38, it's dark. She's going through this dark aisle and there there is a man. This man is a rapist. So he sees the girl coming and he says, this one found me in my own turf. And the girl looks ahead and sees the man. And she says, okay. She's in herself, talking in herself, to herself. This man is a rapist. If I run, he will outrun me. If I fight, he will outfight me or overcome me. What do I do? I will not run, I will not fight, I will just walk. So she's just walking. She's coming from a fellowship with other people, fellowshipping with her father. So she's walking, and this guy comes and wants to grab her. She turns around, looks at this man, and asks this man, do you know my father? That question hits this man, he falls to the ground, and the girl walks. He rises up again and runs wants to grab the girl, she turns, do you know my father? Pop! Down to the ground. No catcher. There were no catchers. <laughs> the guy goes to the ground and the girl walks home completely free. Why? We have a father. I came to say to somebody who is sick, we have a father. I came to say to somebody who is going through a hard time, we have a father. I came to say to somebody who is feeling lonely, we have a father. He is a loving father. That's why David says, even though I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? I have a father. I am a child of God, oh, how I pray, how I pray that you will not just see yourself as a Texan, but you see yourself as a child of God. See yourself as a child of God. Have this confidence, I have a father. I come to this country with confidence, I have a father. I have a father and he wants, he hears me. He's waiting to hear what I say. So Jesus tells them, when you pray, say, our father who art in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, worship him. Hallow his name. Bless his name. Prayer is not give me, 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 give me. It's not just give me. No. Prayer is worship. So when we start to sing here, when we start to worship God, we are not waiting for late comers. 
Singing is not to wait for those who are coming late. No, it is to worship God. The entire church is to hallow his name because we have a father. So he says, hallowed be thy name. Then after you have worshipped him, what do you do? The first thing that Jesus taught us to ask was the kingdom. Jesus said, say, your kingdom come. What does that tell me? That tells us that our father has a kingdom. Our father has a kingdom. In other words, he is the king in the kingdom. And everything in a kingdom rotates around the king. And the word of the king is final. When the king speaks, the word becomes law. Our father has a kingdom. Then we also discover that this kingdom is not, is, not, uh, is not cast on a stone in heaven. It is transferable. Because it says, you say, your kingdom come. That means that wherever we go, we can establish the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying, when you pray, you receive a responsibility or a power to establish the kingdom of God wherever you go. So I came to say to somebody whose business is struggling. I came to say to somebody whose business may not be doing very well. I came to say to somebody whose health may not be very good. I came to say to a couple whose marriage may be rocking. That the kingdom of God can be manifested in your business. The kingdom of God can be manifested in your marriage. The kingdom of God can be manifested in your home. Many times when we talk of the kingdom... Because of our religious background, we think we are talking holy, holy, holy. We're just talking of some religious holiness. I am not talking of religion. Because God did not send Jesus to establish a religion. He sent Jesus to establish a kingdom, a government. Jesus said, he told Peter, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And upon this revelation, I will build my ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia. And ecclesia was not a religious terminology. It was a political terminology. It meant the cabinet, Caesar's cabinet, the senate. Jesus is saying, just as Caesar has built his cabinet, I will also build my cabinet based on this revelation that I am the Christ. I am the Christ. The prophesied Messiah. He came to establish the government of God. May the kingdom of God be manifested in your home. May the kingdom of God be manifested in your situation. May the kingdom of God be manifested in your marriage. May the kingdom of God be manifested in your business. Say, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. When the kingdom is manifested, things change. But we have a question. 
Lord, I have a question. How is this kingdom manifested? How can the kingdom of God be manifested? Or how does the kingdom work? And for us to understand how the kingdom works, we go to the owner of the kingdom, who is our father. So we look at Genesis chapter number 1, from verse number 1 all through to verse number 31. You will discover, if you read the old King James Version, the one Paul preached with. If you read that, you will discover about 10 times, 9 or 10 times, it says, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. And there was a time I asked myself, why did they not write, and God said, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, up to 10. But it kept on, it kept on repeating, and God said, and God said. And God said, and God said. And then I discovered whatever he said, he saw it. Whatever he said, he saw it. So I discovered that God did not describe the situation as it was. Because the Bible says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So God looked and he saw darkness. But he did not say, my, 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 my. It is so dark. Oh, man. It is so dark. What do I, what do I need to do? That's not what God said. When he saw the darkness, what did he do? He brought a solution. He said, let there be light. I came to say to somebody, let there be light in your situation. God spoke the solution, not the problem. He looked at the earth and it said to the earth, let the earth bring forth plantations, trees, crops, wheat, corn. And every other vegetation that you know of. And the earth brought forth. You, you read it says, and God said. Then in verse 12 you read, and God saw. When he said, he saw. What he said, he saw. He looked at the waters. And he said, let the waters bring forth fish. And all the water animals that live in water. What happened? The halibut came up. The tilapia came up. The sea bars came up. The, 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 cut, the cut one. The catfish. <laughs> the, 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 cut, the catfish came up. The whale came up. The shark came up. The shrimp came up. Why? God said it. What does that tell me? That tells me that this kingdom operates by the word. This kingdom operates by the word. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, your kingdom come. God's kingdom come. But also... If you read in John chapter 1, verse number 11, it, right, John writes and says about Jesus, He came to his own, but his own received him not. Verse number 12, but as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Ha! Our God has a kingdom. Now we see that when you receive him, you get the power to become a son of God. Ha! Where I come from, we happen to have all the animals. 
that we have. We can, you, can get, you can see the big five. The elephant, the lion, the rhino, the, the, the hippo, and the other one. The, the leopard. All of them are there. But I discovered that the young, the, the young, the young, the young elephant, the young, the baby elephant does not have the, the tusks. But everything that is in the father elephant or the mother elephant is in this baby elephant. Everything is in the, this baby elephant. Even the tasks which are not being seen, they are inside. I discovered the young one of a lion, I was told is called a cab. Cab. Cab, cab. Cab. It's called a cab. It doesn't have the beards, the men. Men. It doesn't have the, the men. But the men is inside this young one. And we have been given the power to become the sons of God. What does that tell me? That tells me that everything that is in God is found in me. Because I am a son. I am a son. And you can't argue with my sonship. I can't argue with your sonship because it is him who gave you the power to become. It is not the queen of England. It is not, not, not the former president of America. It is not even the present, the present one. It is God who gave you the power to become. So you can't argue. On that, that means all of God is in you. So what we need to do is to operate the way God operates. How does he operate? He operates by the word. He said, let there be light. And there was light. So what we, what we learn here? Our challenge, I don't want to call it a challenge or a problem because I don't know the difference between the challenge and the problem because English is not my first language. But our challenge, our challenge is we like, we, let me use the word love. We love describing the situation. We love Telling about the situation. This is how the situation is. Instead of talking to the situation. Instead of talking solution to the situation. We like describing it. We enjoy that. And you can be sure. You can be sure. If every time. Every time I meet with you. If every time we meet. All you do is tell, is, is speak bad about me. Look at your hair. How it, it doesn't look, it looks horrible. Look at your shirt. It looks awkward. Look at your shoe. They look so bad. If every time you meet with somebody, they speak, they talk you down. Is it they talk you down or they speak you down? They talk you down. You don't want to be with those people. When you see them approaching from that end, then you take a corner. Because you don't want to get that, you don't want them to talk you down. But when you meet with somebody who will meet and say, man, I like your new beards. Oh, you're looking great. I like your shoe. And that shirt, ooh, it's perfect. I, I, I just love your smile. What do you want? What, what is going to happen? You want to spend more time with that individual because they are taking, they are lifting the good in you. So what happens when we describe our problems? Our problem, our challenge will want to stay with us a little bit longer because we are magnifying it. 
We are building it. Someone told me, and I tried, and I realized it was true. If you get the, a dime, there used to be a dime. Dime is the smallest. Yeah, if you get a dime, a dime and you hold it in front of your eyes like, like this, and you focus on that dime, an 18-wheeler can pass in front of you and you will not see it because your focus is on the, on the dime. The, you, if you compare the 18-wheeler and the dime, there is no comparison. But just because your focus has just been on that dime, the 18-wheeler will just pass and you will not see it. How many miracles bypass us because of our concentration on the dime of a headache? The migraine, my, migraine, the migraine is a dime. But that's where our focus is. You just focus on that so much, but the migraine becomes so big that even an 18-wheeler miracle just passes you by, and this Kenyan has come to tell you that your miracle is here, and you don't see it because your concentration is on the dime. And we have been given the power to become the sons of God. I pray that we would learn to speak like our father. Speak like our father. Jesus said, your kingdom come. When the kingdom comes, the will of God is manifested. When the kingdom comes, things change. Jesus told the people, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's in your midst. Then they told him. Then this guy called Jairus went to him and told him, my daughter is sick, come and heal her. Let the kingdom come into my house. And Jesus says, I'm coming. He is interrupted on the way by the woman with an issue of blood who is also look, wanting to touch the kingdom. She touches the kingdom, she is healed. People come from Jairus' house and they tell him, Master, you, Jairus, you don't have to disturb the master. Your daughter is gone, kaput. She's dead. And Jesus says, no, I'm coming. And he goes there and he finds people who are describing the situation. He tells them, don't describe the situation. Show me where you have laid her. When he goes there, he doesn't say, oh man, she is dead, dead. <laughs> he looks at her and he says, young girl, arise. Taritha kumi. And the girl comes, rises up. I pray. I pray that we would be a people that would look at our situations and speak to our situations. When I, I, taught, I, taught, I taught the people this back at home, and I told them, by the way, everything has ears. There is nothing without ears. I told them, you can see in the scriptures, Jesus is going to Jerusalem, and he wants to eat some fruits from a tree. You remember that story? He looks at the tree, it, there's a lot of leaves. He goes there, but there's not a single fruit. And he tells the tree, nobody is going to eat from you from today. And the tree, my, this is Makariki paraphrasing. The tree says, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and starts drying from the root. The following morning, they are on the same root. And the disciples look at the tree. And they say, they're excited. Oh, master, look at the tree which you cast yesterday. It's dried from the roots. And Jesus tells them, cool it, boys, relax. Everything has ears. Not only this tree, even that mountain has ears. If you tell, to, uh, tell, tell that mountain to move from there and go to the sea, it will go. Because it has ears. Why? God said, and what he said, he saw. So the trees heard the voice of God from wherever they were, and they came. And that God lives in you today. That God lives in you today. So let God in you speak to your situation. David says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. In the days of David, God did not live inside. He would have said, let God come from heaven. But he says, let God arise. Why? He is in you. 
Let God in you arise. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Let God in you arise. When God arises, you speak like your father. The enemies are scattered. Your enemies will be scattered. And I came to say to that cancer, it shall be scattered. I came to say to that diabetes, it shall be scattered. I came to say to that condition of yours, it shall be scattered. Let God arise. So when I taught the people at home and I told them everything has ears, I told them, if you are selling curious, you know, curious, curious souvenirs, the wooden giraffe, the wooden giraffe and the wooden lion, we call them curious, the souvenirs. If you are selling souvenirs and they are not going, don't just sit there and cry that my business is going down. You go and talk to your, go and talk to your curious. They have ears. I told them, if you are selling tomatoes, tomatoes by the roadside, and they are not being bought, they have started uh, shrinking. They have started shrinking. Don't just look there and say, oh, my tomatoes are shrinking, I am finished. You talk to those tomatoes and tell them, tomatoes, I did not buy you to come and rot in my shop or in my store. I bought you to be bought, so you must be bought. I did not know that in the congregation, there was a woman who was selling curios, the souvenirs. After the service, she went to her store, opened her store and locked the door. And she started looking at all the souvenirs, the curios that had been there for a long time. And she told them, you curio, I did not buy you to stay in my store. I bought you to be bought. So you must be bought according to the word of the bishop in the name of Jesus. And then she opened up her shop. As soon as she opened, four, four ladies walked in. When they went in her, in her shop or her kiosk, they started picking on the curios that had been there for a long time. A long time. That day, she sold like 80,000 Kenya shillings. The following Sunday, she was there anxious. I'm not sure she heard what I was preaching. She was waiting for me to preach, preaching to come and tell me, this thing you are work, uh, teaching is working. As soon as I was done, I'm greeting the people. She comes and tells me, Bishop, this thing you are teaching, it is working. I talked to my curious and they were all bought. After some time, she came and told me, I want to go to Southern Sudan. I told her, even in Southern Sudan, they have ears. They have ears. You go and talk to them. And she went. For quite some time, I did not see her. One Christmas, I have finished preaching. I am blessing the people. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And this lady comes and I say, Merry Christmas. She asks, Bishop, do you remember me? I told her, yes, I remember you. How is Southern Sudan? She told me, God has blessed me. I am no longer selling curios. I am now a distributor. I am a wholesaler. I have a, a, a truck. I buy things from here and I take them to southern Sudan. At that time, I was raising some money to buy a gospel, gospel truck. Gospel truck where you put speakers, then you can just go and preach without, uh, just uh, even when it is moving. And I was writing on the screen, this is how much you have given. She came and told me, uh, Bishop, and I see you are raising money to buy a truck. I will give you one million. I did not ask her for a million, but she said, I will give you one million. And a million in Kenya is just as a million in America. The values may be different. The value may be different, but it's, and you know very well, you cannot give a million if you don't have to. You can't give a million if you don't have to. And if you have only two, even giving that one million, it would be a big miracle. At that time, the, the, the million, one million was equivalent to 15,000, 15,000 U.S. dollars. I'm telling you 15,000 U.S. dollars. So you, can know, you may know, you can also go to the realm of the million. If you give 15,000, that's a million. 
you, you can have a million, uh, uh, the feeling of a millionaire. That I, that, that, uh, uh, the feeling of a millionaire. I gave a million. <laughs> but she prospered. Why? She dared believe the word of the Lord. And God is not a respecter of persons. I pray that you would be stirred up in your spirit. May God stir you in your spirit. That you may start speaking to your situation. Instead of describing your situation, may you speak to that situation. And tell the situation, you must change. You have got to change. You are not going to stay this way. I am tired of you. Where you say enough is enough. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. The violence we are talking about is not the, is not the mass of violence. It is the faith, the violence of faith, of speaking to the situation until the situation changes. I pray that this may be the beginning of a great change in your life. May this be the beginning of a great, if a great success in your life. May this be the beginning of a new marriage in your life. May you enjoy your marriage in a new way. May you enjoy your family in a new way. May this be the day that you will live to remember. May this be the day when you tell your situation, enough is enough. I have heard enough. I do not know whether there are people here who, who received, who have received Jesus? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? What was given to you? The power to become. So you are a son. Do we have sons in the kingdom here? Do we have sons in the kingdom here? That means all of God is in you. I pray that God would arise in you. Let God arise in you. And your situation will change. I could give you many more testimonies. But if I give all of them, then maybe next year you may, I may not be able to come. <laughs> so I will, I, will pause, I will pause there and ask you, do you, would you want to say enough is enough to your situation? Would you want to say enough is enough to your situation? Then stand up on your two feet. Stand up on your two feet. Now, where I come from, we, it, it, it's a little bit noisier than here, and I understand. <laughs> and I, I, I understand. But I also, I also have had an opportunity of watching, 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 watching the Dallas Cowboys play. And when they hit a touchdown, the place becomes wild. The stadium becomes wild. <laughs> so I know the Texans are not quiet people. <laughs> they are not quiet people. They can be wild. Somebody say, my life. My life. Just help me. Just say, my life. life. Whenever. Never. Ever. Be the, same again. be the same again. In Jesus' name. Now, can you put some confidence in that? Now, declare, my life, my life will never, never ever, ever be, the be the same again. Now, can you say it as if you are annoyed with the situation and declare, my life, my life will never, never ever, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. Enough is enough. Now declare, enough is enough. enough, is enough. I, declare I declare a new day, a new day. In, my life, in my life, in my situation, in my situation. 
In Jesus' name. Now do your finger like this, like somebody who is very annoyed. And declare, my challenge, my challenge, my challenge. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Your time is over. In my life. Go, go, go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Man, super exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Karayuki. Hey, I have, a, I have a quick question for you. How much are you needing for reverse osmosis? For, oh, that, uh, so to be able to, to finish the reverse osmosis and, and to have that to be able to bottle the water for the people, how much are you needing to finish the product? That would be like 5,000 5, would be for the reverse osmosis. 5,000. And the chairs, how much do you need for the chairs? Yeah, the chairs, one chair is actually 35. $35. $35? $35. I need 3,500. You 3, can do 3,500. <laughs> Guys, I am, I am always beyond blessed with this church, with our people. Last year, we, we ended up uh, to, to be able to put up the, the water towers and to drill the well. We ended up raising, I want to say it was $18,000. I believe, I know that we can provide the chairs as well as provide the, the reverse osmosis. Um, I'm going to have the ushers come forward. We're going to take up a special offering just specifically for Bishop Karayuki and for the projects that he's doing in Africa. And next year, uh, maybe after I preach in, in Kenya, we'll come back and we'll share about, the, uh, uh, about what God's go, got going on. Worship team, we all come up as, as I'm praying. Lord God, I thank you for favor. I thank you, Lord, that we have your spirit alive and well in our lives, that we can speak to the mountain and watch it move, Lord God, that we can speak to our situation, speak to our valleys, and see it cast into the sea. Lord God, right now we speak into situations in people's lives that they would feel your power, your anointing, your presence, Lord God, to be able to reach 